spidey senses tingling. Yellow. He's been around the world, doesn't speak the language, but you could be de-sure that his booty don't need explaining. He's slim. He's the host of the Paper Keg Podcast. This is episode 151. Welcome to the show. Uh, Paper Keg 151. Mm. One week removed from the biggest show in the history. Four days of the podcast. And uh, Big Book Club this week, The Maestro returns. The Joker, Batman, Death of the Family. If you're watching the Twitter live, the Gimp Master General has just unleashed his second Photoshop ever in my whole life. We have unleashed something. I'm not sure what it is, but it's been unleashed. He's a a writer. He's a whiz at computers now. (laughs) He's a father. Jonesy loves beer. Welcome. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You know, I, if I knew that I would have arrived uh, when I learned Photoshop, I would have been attaching my disgusting head to many animated figures a long time ago. Thank you for having me. Is that why you were so quiet during the pre-show? You were <laughs> finalizing that gimp? Yes, that creepy vampiro silence was me, my, my stubby pale fingers. Gliding across this uh, trackpad and just getting that. That's not. I'm getting, I'm getting ill. I'm getting ill yeah. just hearing that description. Please. Uh, we just we just thought it was uh, Jonesy's equipment magically malfunctioning again. <laughs> you got to try harder to make Jonesy's equipment not work than work, and he does. He manages to do it. That is the fave phenom uh, himself, father, noted alcoholic. Now, like Lothario, he's on the Facebook, he's making deals happen, VP of merch, he's not wearing a shawl this evening, nor an electric blanket, Dale underscore A. Now, we, we might be above the 59, 60 degree mark in the basement tonight, so no shawls, no electric blankets warming me to my bones, just me and my... My slippers here, my house moccasins, as they would call them. The uh, slippers that you stole the outside moccasins. (laughs) Do you have outdoor moccasins? Let's talk about it. I'm not Uh, going to talk about Jersey. Direct question, and I'll take a lack of an answer as a yes. Did you steal those out of a child's diorama of a Native American uh, settlement? Are those from a small figurine of a Native American? Noted baby feet. Haver Dale underscore A. Look, your children and, and yourself share the this, the shoes. There's not they many share things the shoes. that. There's not many manufactured items that will fit an eight and a half wide <laughs> foot. So animal skins wrapped around my feet. 
<laughs> are one of the few. But but it's nothing. Nothing. It's very rudimentary, knitted with leather knitting. <laughs> you know, just to make it kind of look like a shoe. But it's what? mostly just animal skin wrapped around my foot. What's my some tiny, kind of gut thread, like cat gut? Yeah, my tiny wide foot <laughs> that I hide. I can't cat? even go in a shoe how store because I'm too. How do you come a, up with I'm cat gut? <laughs> what? How is that like top of mind for that reply? Uh, we're we're one week removed from Planetary. Biggest show we've ever done. Uh, longest show we've ever done. Hopefully, people knew that going into it and weren't <laughs> upset with us or myself. I had a heck of a time trying to edit that thing. Nigh impossible. My MacBook Air scoffed and jumped off the table and into the toilet. <laughs> I can imagine we said at least six times. That oh, must no, have been no, tremendous. No, uh, self notate, edit out that mention. <laughs> Uh, this <laughs> editing that out would be <laughs> I have to edit that out just by association <laughs> big show this week the maestro he's back feels like just yesterday we talked about severed <laughs> but we're going back and it feels like Batman was just here but we're back Batman death of the family one of the hottest books probably the last decade hands down if you tweet about Batman in any fashion 50 different Batman accounts will follow you on Twitter. Fact. As of today, wow. I have Batman of Night, at Batman of Day, Dark, Batman of something. Dusk. Dark Knight, 111.12. What percentage of your Twitter followers are Batman-related accounts? Be honest with me. As of today, about at least 125 13%. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so we'll get I'm into that. I'm hoping to get some uh, shoemakers, some slipper makers. <laughs> You mean some cat round. gut shoes? The Chippewa As Nation will follow Dale tonight. <laughs> We've got a lot of show to get to, and I refuse to go two hours again, so we need to get right into it. Jonesy Slim. loves beer. What? <sighs> We're yes. not going to go two hours, Slim. We might. It's a special occasion. I don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. God. You're drunk on Yards Brawler. Don't worry <laughs> about what I've been drinking this evening. Get off of me. Okay. You don't All know right. me. All right, Tongpo. Okay. Uh, been around the world. Jonesy loves beer. You're you're honing your computer skills. You're going to night I'm class. Dialed in. I'm dialing in. To learn in. GIMP, which is a free version of Photoshop, very popular. What did you read this week? I want to talk to you about uh, Image Comics. Uh, Chief Operating Officer Robert Kirkman presents uh, a story by Josh Williamson, art by Mike Henderson. The Incomparable Nailbiter, issue number one. Mm. Uh, you know, it's no surprise to the listeners who both love and hate me uh, that I love image number ones. And uh, Nailbiter number one just hits on all cylinders. Uh, it's about a town in Oregon, right, that has produced 16 serial killers over the years. Oh, my God. And there is the archetypal um, Riggs cop who's lost it that wants to put a bullet in his head but just can't let go of that last case where he lost something big. So he travels to this town uh, to investigate the disappearance of his uh, fellow former detective and try to come up with why there was such a terrible serial killer targeting him and the police force back in the day. Great 80s stereotypical story with 
some true horror genre stuff. Uh, it, you're not going to find anything high-minded, but it is you know, very gory, a lot of fun. And uh, I can't wait to read this. I, I wonder if it's going to be you know, twisty and turny or if it's going to be straightforward genre mashup. But uh, it, it was a great first issue, and I recommend it to uh, all my friends and family. Except my young son. Please don't read this. He's listening. I was curious about Nailbiter. No, it's over. You lo- you're into damage. gore right now. You're very into gore uh, and violence I'm on right a now. true crime, true crime horror kick, as it mm. were. Right Ever now. since that weekend in Lancaster we spent together, I mean. Yeah, he was in rare form that week. Uh, I mean, he's falling he's asleep at 7 first. o'clock, uh, reclined <laughs> on a lazy that's, boy. That's actually not that rare. And asking Two socks, it, babe. Pretending that it was 300 degrees in the house, asking who was going to fix that Look, for him while was he a, laid on there a lazy was no boy. No pretending. No pretending. You had I mean, that house was so, it was hotter than the devil's in that house. First of that's all, how much you had holy pumped it. First of all, we need to let's break through the fourth wall right now and, and make a startling revelation about Jonesy. In that he always wears Jones, two pairs was, of socks. That's oh. it. <laughs> That's this not a, a state big, secret. That's that is not a state secret. Secret to Look, life. People mess around with gelling pads, and they you know they go for different pairs of shoes for different occasions. You want maximum comfort? Two pairs of socks, my friend. If you're like me, you're on concrete and steel all day, and your dogs are just barking by the time you get home, and not those actual dogs, your metaphorical feet dogs. Then you want two pairs of socks. I'm telling you, I'll change your life right now here on air. If you wear three pairs of socks, you might as well be wearing two foot casts. You go right to yeah. Shangri-La with three pairs. I'm not oh, yeah. ready for it. <laughs> well, the two pairs of socks, you, you're automatically granted the to uh, Jonesy the Hut horizontally <laughs> in a lazy boy <laughs> while you demand the rest of the house fix the ceiling fan it, to meet it your was temperature bu- needs. I just inquired I mean, how you could stand feet. The ninety to out the bottom of his <laughs> let's, set, let's set the stage. We're watching this twenty-seven inch, maybe seventeen inch, cathode television. Jonesy is on a leather lazy boy wearing thick fleece sweatpants, <laughs> two pairs of socks, possibly three Hanes tees, completely ninety degree angle, asking who is going to fix the heat problem in the house. I said we could we kick the fan a little bit in here. That's all I asked. Every circulation. You'd barely lift your arm to point up to the fan. <laughs> Jonesy had a stick. He had a, he was he had a stick in his hand. His pointing I used, stick. I used the extra thickness of my sock to try to tap my wife on the ankle to get her to do the pointing for me. We need to move on. Run out of tape. Uh, we can do a whole episode on Jonesy's uh, attire at our vacation home, but we need to talk about what's on everyone's mind. If we can be frank, okay. yeah. and we can cut down to brass tacks. And that would be none other than Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey by friend of the show, Jan Jergens. <laughs> Dan Jergens and Brett Breeding. Uh, the uh, digital versions of Funeral for a Friend all came out this week. And this little three-issue maxi-series that are like 40 pages each came out. And this was during the era of long, luscious mullet Superman. Oh, yeah. One Clark had the little ponytail. Gorge, 
ponytail. No one knew who he was, really. Superman has a long hair. Clark, coincidence. <laughs> so he looked like, he looked like a, a Fabian Cortez. He did. He really did. How about uh, if we can come back to the paper keg vacation? We watched <laughs> Lois and Clark at like two a.m. Garbage. And do you remember that intro scene where like Clark wasn't sure if he <laughs> effed in the V? I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> Let's move on. We'll save for fireside. Superman Doomsday three issue miniseries. Clark is distraught. He's having nightmares about Doomsday. They shot him into space. After he, quote, died, Doomsday. So, obviously, that's taken care of. Doomsday's gone. There's nothing in space. Sure. Wrong. Very wrong. Apocalypse. Dark side. His people intercept this meteorite. Doomsday's on it. They had no idea. Oops. So, they try to shoot him back out of this little hangar bay, and Doomsday's hand grabs onto a wall and starts ripping off his shrapnel that attached him to this meteor. Game over. You're all oh, dead. Oh, man. And, uh, uh, question. Yeah, Couldn't, please. Isn't Superman closely related to, I don't know, a garrison of space police that could have somehow, I don't know, used their thought weapons to guide this doomsday into the sun? I mean, why would I you mean, just launch it and walk away? That was actually, I think that was my main point when we did Superman, Death of Superman. I asked, why didn't Superman just throw doomsday into the sun? Game over. Book end at, like, First issue move. three. But he's not smart enough for that. So... He's in. He's Doomsday is a destroying apocalypse issue two, which I actually haven't finished. I haven't read issue three, but it's Dark Side versus Doomsday, and Dark Side does his little funky laser eye beam move, which is kind of like his finishing move in the DC universe. No one's ever survived. Doomsday just like Batman. laughs it off, laughs it off. Like, <laughs> what else he oh, got? Man. And then uh, Superman is teleported to Apocalypse, and they're about to do battle. One final time question mark i mean i I actually uh, enjoy it i love the death of superman era stuff i love that funeral for a friend and uh the writing wasn't didn't feel super dated i mean it was superman kind of worried what happens if doomsday is still alive so he goes after to find him which is you know common worry the guy that kills you is out there still alive you have to go after him super common more common than you'd think yeah Dale, uh, like Lothario, you're taking over Facebook, you're running the show, you're posting, you know, amazing Jean-Claude Van Damme, JCVD stuff. How does it feel to be fully ingrained in Facebook now, whereas you you were avoiding it for so many years? It feels, um, (laughs) it feels, it feels, right? (laughs) <laughs> regret. There could be a little bit of regret in there, but I feel like Paper Keg as a brand should have some sort of presence on Facebook. Right. So I will, I will stick it out. Yeah, I mean you have you have your marketing narratives that you've you've written up and, and given to us. We've had yeah. meetings about it. It's all good yeah. stuff. The Paper Keg retreat was big on that kind all of marketing stuff. all the time. <laughs> I, I can't turn it off sometimes. <laughs> I'm thinking about paper cake branded socks. <laughs> Two pairs, please. That layer to form some beautiful comfort thing. If you could just get mine like with the inner layer with the P and then yeah. stitch the outer layer with the K, that would be divine. Thank you. 
Can I send you over some uh, something to draw up in uh, GIMP for me? <laughs> Do you have some prototypes we could pass around the house? I want to talk about this prototype of a book, The Woods, by mm. James Tinian the Fourth, hmm. Michael Thialinus, and Josanne Gonzalez. The Woods is a, a thriller type book where a high school is very much a high school and the first couple pages focus on the students and kind of set the stage with inner monologues of each like inter- character introductions of the main cast and at a certain point throughout the day there's a fight breaking out there's somebody streaking in the hall of course the the high school gets teleported it 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 does something disappears from our earth our world and reappears in the on this otherworldly plane in the middle of this clearing with woods all around it. And they don't know what the heck is up. But there's sort of a monolith outside in the clearing. The monolith supposedly starts speaking to one of the students. The student, you only get it from the student's perspective, so you're not really sure if the student's telling the truth or not, but... He's basically, uh, he's going to round up some kids to uh, to go on a scouting party because he thinks the monolith is challenging him to, you'll find your answers in the middle of the woods. And uh, everybody else is kind of S scared about this. But uh, it was a very good first issue. I enjoyed the read. I felt by the time the... The setup was great. The introduction to the cast was great. By the time the school gets transported to the woods, drink every time I say woods this episode, <laughs> um, the, kind of after that, everything starts feeling rushed. Like as soon as the school gets transported, the, the president of the student council feels that everybody should take a vote on what they should do next. and, and But it happens within like two pages of each other. I think I mean it, it might have been cooler to see the and and I guess that's what the challenge of a creator is what what's the balance to where you can reel somebody in after the first issue but I mean people are making decisions and are nearly okay with the fact that they got transported like there's not enough reaction time there's not enough time spending freaking the f out that they're nowhere near home and and like this gargoyle creature kind of busts in one of the classrooms and eats one of the students. Whoa! And that's like the gore factor of the book. Jonesy's ears was, just perked up when you heard, when you said gore. I'm taking notes. His, his, little, his little pair of socks. His toes started curling up in that in that padding of tauntaun. Trivia note: Your toes can't curl. <laughs> Can we get a Photoshop of the witch under the tree and or the house <laughs> and Jonesy's head somewhere, maybe underneath? I'm on it. What was James Tinian's um, throwbent book that, like, with the daughter of the president was like possessed uh, or something was following her? That was a pretty cool horror yeah, book. Was that the sign or the secret section nine or something seal? The seal? Oh, yeah, yeah. Something? The seal. Maybe seal nine? Ninth seal. Maybe that's it. I just named... I drink when I say seal. You're dead. The eighth seal. 
was close. Yeah, I like I like that guy. Yeah, they, there's like he's part of that brain trust that's doing Batman Eternal. Oh, you know? they're gonna need a brain trust if they're gonna pump out a, a Batman Eternal issue every week. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for you, Batman Eternal fans who keep buying it, wondering when it's gonna stop. It's not Never. Gonna stop. It's a hot book. It's probably. Oh, yeah, it's hot I book. think it's it's probably selling as better uh, or as good as the Batman proper from the Maestro. But yeah, we're running out of tape. We can't even talk about it. We have to move to the lightning round voted most popular segment in show history. Uh, two sentences or less. Jonesy loves beer. Another book that you've read. She Hulk issue number four. Oh. Uh, Jennifer Hulk gets some advice from old friend uh, Matt Murdock before she races off to Latveria to settle up uh, her case with Dr. Doom's son. Uh, just an incredible book. Love where it's going. P.S. Her booty don't need no explaining. Black Science 6 from Rick Remendo, Matteo Scalera, and Dean White. The final issue before a hiatus. A cliffhanger that turns the book upside down down the silver surfer issue number two what do I even say Dan Slott Mike Allred is setting up this series to be as unique as the FF and others like it I'm in Mm. For now. Oh. Death of the Family. Scott Snyder, Greg Capillo. DC Comics. The Joker is back. Scott Snyder and Capillo. They're riding high after the owls. Making cash hand over fist. I mean, these, I don't know what you can compare these to. Maybe like Legion of Doom circa 1993. Mm. Maybe. The wrestlers, not the hockey players. Jonesy, what is what is happening in, in this book? Please. You might recall that when the new 52 was launched, the Joker had his face removed so that he could escape from Batman's eternal watchful eye. Now he's back, guys. Uh, Still no face. And he is back to teach Batman a very important lesson that his Bat family has made him weak. He's not that strong, independent, uh, ruthless character that was a match for the Joker any longer. He's become soft and dependent on people. And the Joker is just in town to tell him about how wrong he really is uh, for having a supporting cast. So the Joker sets about recreating his early crimes uh, with new and crazier twists in order to draw the old Batman out. And throughout it, he's ha- he has a theme of putting Batman on a pedestal and kind of recruits 
the other inmates of Arkham Asylum to help him set up Batman to be the Bat King, you know, the, the old Batman that scared Joker so much and the Joker loved at the same time. Uh, a shocking secret is revealed in that during the first battle with the Joker, he may have hitched a ride on the Batboat and just may have breached the Batcave and found out who they all were years ago. Something that Batman has kept from the Robins and Nightwing and Batgirl for five years. Possibly putting them all in jeopardy. Joker uses this against Bruce, or does he? And manages to capture Alfred and the rest of the Bat family with semi-disastrous results. But not the results you're thinking of, dear listener. <laughs> Batman, death of the family. This is your boy, Jonesy, the maestro. You know, the maestro did Core of the Owls and then just switch to the next piece of music without taking a break, put that baton in the air, and started to weave his magic once again. <laughs> Do you, I need a gif. Is that what the verb that. is for baton? You weave? Weave is magic. That, Actually, weave, you're supposed oh, to weave. say magic okay. whenever you're weaving. I see. Weave. Hopefully if any actual maestros are watching or will be listening, they can confirm that verbiage. They just snap their batons, their collective batons over their knees. And agreed to never maestro music again because of my description. Now, did we all read this when it was coming out monthly? Were we all reading at the same time? I believe we were. We're still uh, hooked deep into the talons of the uh, New 52 when this is coming out monthly. In fact, uh, not to skip ahead, but I remember when the issue of the Joker put that uh, serving platter on top of uh, Batman's lap. And you're like, what is on that? You know what I'm talking about? The penultimate I issue? I did read it. I did. <laughs> I do don't know, what know why you set about? me up for this. <laughs> why am I even here? No, I didn't actually read the book. Please tell me more. <laughs> well, I, I posed a question that everybody kind of leaned back in their seats like, uh-huh. Oh. Do, were you reading it monthly, Dale? No, I dropped it maybe right after Court of the Owls or whatever. That's you like. had enough. You had enough of Scott's shenanigans. I did. The, he was he was weaving black magic in my heart, oh. mm. and uh, the black magic was based solely on the sales numbers of nightmare mouths and uh, <laughs> and uh, fifty bat books. Yeah, the new fifty bat too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I I stopped. I had dropped the book. Yeah, after that, but I had read the last issue of Death of the Family because I needed to know. You know, there's some things that I just can't, I gotta I gotta know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I read the last issue. So what did you think reading it as a whole this time around? It. I'm trying hard. I've been trying hard to come up with the perfect description of how I felt about it. And a word that comes to mind, because I can't think of anything else, is sort of disjointed. It felt like a couple different, I don't know, acts or storylines that happened 
one after the other, but it didn't feel like an arc or a story as a whole. And I didn't feel enough, and this is probably where tie-ins come into play, that would have been a boon for the book, but I didn't feel the distrust amongst the family members a whole, whole lot. Like it was touched upon, but I didn't get the, I didn't get it that there was seriously really, really something super wrong or, or threatening. I didn't, I just didn't feel that like were the bat was the bat family. Did they feel that much did they feel that betrayed? I didn't feel the betrayal in this book, this arc proper. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't know if they explored it in like um, the Nightwing book or, or the Nightwing. I can't even talk. The Nightwing book. Uh, or I don't. did Red Robin have his own title at this point? I uh, yeah. When they all, in the final issue, when they kind of all blow him off, uh, when I reread it this time, I was like, why? I mean, at the final dinner scene when, before they all go crazy, he, they, they pretty much said, don't stop for us, just go get them. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're kind of behind him again. They kind of get it after this whole uh, dinner scene. So the only connective tissue I really got was when Batman asks uh, to Dick Grayson, and kind of the epilogue, you know, what did Joker say to you before I woke up? And Dick Grayson is like, uh, you know, nothing. Don't worry about it. So, I mean, and was it, that was that even in this arc? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's when he wakes up. At the, you're talking about when he oh, would have talked to what, them. You mean the actual conversation? Maybe yeah. that took place in the Nightwing book. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Because I went back and flipped back. I'm like, I remember when Bruce woke up and the Bat family was there. I don't remember anything before that where Joker was talking to Dick at all. Mm-hmm. Which I reminds me going to answer that. Or if they have and we've just missed it. Yeah. Before I forget, after we're done talking, I want to bring up that a lot of the, not a lot, but certain dialogue had changed from the trade versus the single issues that were released. And that line specifically that Jonesy referenced was changed in the in the trade collection. Oh, from hmm. what to what? Um, yeah, because I have the hardcover here, actually. I don't know if that's... Shocker. The original Sorry. version was, he asked him what did he say, and Dick says, don't worry about it, I'll see you around. And the, the final version was, uh, don't worry about it, he wasn't there. Like, he, he said, like, he, I think in the version we read, it said, like... Uh, he he wasn't there. I looked at him, and he just wasn't there. So he he made it sound like he didn't know what the f was going on. He, it didn't matter whatever he said. He was just a lunatic, and mm. he wasn't aware of what was happening. There was a there was actually a lot changed, and I didn't I didn't want to side rail the whole thing, but a lot that was changed was in the single issues that I read when it was coming out, and I and I just want to say like. This was the book that I grabbed first every time it came out. Like, I wanted to know what was happening. I, I didn't even know if it was really going to be the Joker the whole time. Because they, if you wait 30 days in between all these issues, the slow burn is a lot better than the trade, I think. Because you just kind of rush through it and there's not, like, anticipation between things. 
Yeah, I, I remember you our conversations, and you, for one, you didn't want to be spoiled, but you you were feeling the fever like in between oh, issues. Yeah. It was it was burning inside of you. The the only book that I could compare was the Captain America in Dimension in Dimension Z. That one oh, was yeah. like those two books I had to read the second they were out. I couldn't do anything. I had to stop work. Anything, but this book like. I'm not sure if I kind of felt it reading it as a collection, but there were points when I was reading where, you know, I started to have theories that like, maybe it's not really the Joker under there. Maybe it's a copycat person. And it's, it's really, I think I had a theory that it was Jim, it was James Gordon wearing Joker's face. And I thought that was going to be the big reveal because Batman kept referencing, like, it's not really him. I don't know why he's doing this. He doesn't usually do this. Right, and and Harley Quinn was like, he's not the same guy, he's not the same Mr. J. That all played into it. Yeah, which I kind of thought would have been a great thing, like if it turned out to be James Gordon. Because he, he actually has been used in the New 52 when this was coming out, and he was just kind of like a lame Batgirl villain. Where not, I mean, he maybe not lame compared to what Snyder did with him pre-New 52. Oh yeah, that detective run, right? Yeah. Mm. But, um... But reading this monthly was amazing. I couldn't wait to read it. But the finale really bummed me out. I was I really wanted there to be re- repercussions outside of the family being like chided that there was a secret they didn't know about. Right, because I wanted someone's face to be torn off, like Jason. <laughs> no one gives a crap about Jason Todd. Where's the helmet anyway? Take his face off. Who gives a crap? Serve it on a platter. Like, I it's mean, true. they rescue, they rescue them and I wanted them to like, there, there's even a part in the book where Jason's the only one left wearing the, the bandages. And I wanted them to be like this reveal where like, Oh yeah, they're all slapping each other on the back. And then, and then he's like, okay, take off my mask. And then his face <laughs> is gone. <laughs> he's all doped up. He doesn't yeah. even know. And he's like, Oh, what's wrong guys? And then it's just like this bloody face. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. The nightmare mouth variant for uh, red hood. But, uh, but you read the finale when it came out Dale. So how did it feel with like the whole run and then finally coming to a close? The whole run, I don't know. It just brought up more questions about like the whole, the, when I read the finale and single issue, I kind of feel like, wow, there was some mistrust being bred there. But when I, but when I read the whole arc as a whole, like I said, it was it was almost like the mistrust thing, the death of the family storyline wasn't even fleshed out more more so than Joker killing nineteen cops in the precinct to end, and and then uh, killing another twenty five in the, the reservoir. Like there was a whole different story. That was mostly, you know, Joker's return to Gotham in a very grandiose style that didn't have anything to do with the death of the family, which was good. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was like, it felt like a, a class, I guess a classic Batman Joker story, but Joker killed at least 50 people. At least. And there was like barely even a mention. Like, right, he snapped the necks of like 10 people and Gordon... I mean, 19. that's a big deal. There could Gordon be a whole reveals issue it's 19 about cops. That. He kills 19 cops. Put a bullet in his head. Like, I don't, I know that's, I know that's the ever, you know, the always the ongoing thing. Why not just kill Joker? That happened in Hush. But 
They had snipers locked on him on that bridge. The cop that would have shot him in the head would have been the next president of the United States. <laughs> yep, I even would have if it for him. Even, even if captain's giving orders to say not pull that trigger, there are a hundred cops out there that would have stick up for their brother. I didn't and, see it. And they would have all pulled the oh, trigger absolutely. at once and absolutely. covered for each other. Yeah. That, like, that part took me out a little bit. Like, Dale there was underscore a few times, capital punishment. Where, there was a few times, and it's eye like... for an eye. It's literally impossible to not think about that. Like, why don't they just kill him already? But because it's such that they try to make it such a realistic, dark story, you're forced into that question. Like, okay, yeah, just kill are. him. Let's get this over with. He killed literally 100 people. It's time to end it. You'll be a hero. I mean, there's 25 dead bodies in the in Gotham's drinking in the wa- water. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to have to drain that or something. Sanitize. <laughs> like, it can't go into the water supply. I, I just read an article, like, in Oregon, some somebody on video peeing into the reservoir, and they had to drain the whole thing. Like, and this has, this has dead bodies, probably killed by Joker X brand gas and neck brand snappings. X. So that's probably higher than the full ride count in the Gotham Reservoir. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I it's, will say uh, that I did not find that final fight at the waterfall to be thrilling in any way because of how many times we've seen the, this isn't enough, Joker. I'm losing control and I'm taking this to the edge. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wait, I'm Batman. I got to pull myself back. Like that was already done in Hush, the very best way you could have presented it. Well, so well this time devil's, it, devil's advocate to that one, you don't know what Batman would have done because Joker zaps his face and gets away. Right. Like, there was yeah. almost, I mean, he did tell him that he knew his secret identity, but you don't know what he was going to do after that. But the the crazy thing is with that, like the tension that was building where he was trying to drill into Joker that he, this whole time he knows who the Joker is and stuff, but that wasn't being relayed to me either. Like that tension, like, holy crap, is it, he's driving Joker crazy right now because Joker doesn't want to hear it or something. That's, that was kind of like f- falling on deaf, my deaf ears or something, mm. my deaf eyeballs. Right, and this kind of sounds like we hate it. I know, and we did the same exact thing for the volume one. But yeah, I mean, it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's just the questions that are dredged up make you like go on a tear like we are right now. I mean, if you if you talk about overall theme, you know, consistency of art, uh, ability to set a mood. uh, You know, I liken this to kind of like a long Halloween where it's the same mood, same theme same slow uh building tension uh this this definitely hits all the hallmarks of a great mm-hmm. batman story uh just the way the joker is lettered in uh every one of his dialogue bits i think is genius because he comes off as just a ghoul uh the art uh of batman looks fantastic uh the only thing i could have say is a detriment that uh bruce wing looks like a yokel every time he's uh, drawn out of the mask he's always got this look <laughs> so uh that and that was look, just a slack jawed was uh for the listeners i thought he was i thought he was a cutie patootie outside yeah. of that batman mask. Capullo th- makes him look like absolutely i mean i don't know what it is model. about that scene where he wakes up and they're all around him and they're like we need to talk i felt like that was one of the best drawn 
panels and it's just them standing there and him sitting on this little like makeshift bed <laughs> like man what a great greatly drawn panel i don't know what it was i mean that guy's a genius Kapuyo. i love how he yeah. draws fingers and that's yeah, like yeah one of the highest compliments i can put i, I just want to see batman using his hands for 22 pages Playing <laughs> <laughs> sort of bruce wayne playing the piano one shot by oh my god Craig Capullo. i uh i have a page earmark that was uh one of my favorites and uh, I'll show it to you here. And the fingers are in play after he removes the gauntlets, and he's holding Joker by the mm-hmm. uh, by the death grip. Great page. The uh, Joker's whole uniform, Joe, his Joe's garage or whatever. Yeah, it was great. It, it was. I mean, Capullo is a master. He's he's a master, and he gets the job done. Like, and the colors too. I don't know who the colorist is, but absolutely fantastic job on that front and and he gets the job like the 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 visage of joker throughout the whole thing and his nightmare face and i mean that's it's half the story the half the creepiness like you just don't want to look at him he's mm-hmm. he's so well done i mean he's got to be in some pain he's got to be taking morphine or something or he's just, probably all scabbed by crazy. now how about the, um, I, I like, I have trouble, like, when you go for realism in these books, you get really annoyed at Batman because you're a crime fighter and you put these young people in superhero costumes, but yet you think going after and helping you find the Joker is too dangerous. Like, yeah. where do you draw a line where you're jumping on top of roof rooftops and you're like, okay, let's hold on. This guy's too dangerous. Let's just slow down yeah. a little bit. There should never be that line. Yeah, especially when the subject matter at hand is Joker could potentially be going after any one of these Bat Family victims. And that's probably happened in all 52 tie-ins. You know, Joker probably showed up in every single one of the Bat Family books. But it it was almost felt like it was done because Batman was trying to hide something or or breed more tension in the air mm. and it just didn't feel right like you trust your 11-year-old son to get out there and crack some skulls <laughs> I mean I think I called him an 8-year-old during that Court of the Owls <laughs> book club like the cops looked to this 8-year-old as a leader yeah. like, you you send this kid out <laughs> on the streets and the Joker is too dangerous by himself to tackle eight foot thugs he's doing patrol in gotham city a city that should be eradicated Mm -hmm. from the face of the planet they need to make that thing a quarantine zone if you're living in gotham city in the new 52 you deserve to be murdered there was some sort of league it's like like coming behind the scenes and just demolish the city i mean that's you could make that the next batman storyline where i think and didn't they do that already during um where they like quarantine Gotham? Wasn't no that man's a land? Yeah, no, no man's, man's land. land. Yeah, and bring that back. That's that should be no man's land every month for the next decade. Logical, <laughs> respectable Americans just vote to uh, eradicate Gotham, and then Batman's got to beat up the Senate to make sure they don't. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And he fights the missiles that are headed towards Gotham DMZ. <laughs> How about the Bruce uh, Wayne bankrupts himself to try to overturn? Uh, New bills that will uh, put economic san- sanctions on Gotham yeah. City. He makes he makes Alfred stay behind too. Alfred's peeing his pants. It's too dangerous to go to court today, Alfred. I don't need to hand me briefs. There was I think two scenes that lost me, where 
it was like a little stupid thing where he comes back after surviving the the vat of like sulfuric acid and he Alfred isn't there so he just like wanders into Wayne Manor wearing his bat suit except for the helmet like dumb that's a, that's a ballsy move right there just prancing around Daily. and you're what if Joker was up there like holding <laughs> Alfred waiting for Bruce Wayne in the kitchen and like, Batman uh, Bruce what it. are you doing <laughs> right. you're you're an idiot so and then the other scene he this is after like Bruce was telling Alfred the story at the end and he said that he went to go visit the Joker what are you doing he goes to Joker's cell which is like a mirror or like glass and he's like I think I found this and then he, the moment he turns around you're Batman you just <laughs> blew it to the Joker he's so lucky that the Joker didn't want to know who he was or didn't care and the best part is he presents that as the excuse as why no one should worry. Well, don't worry. Even though we're not sure he broke in, we're not 100% sure, I did totally expose myself a second time for sure in front of him just right. to check. Right. That should be the big secret that I full-on whipped my face out to the Joker in Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum and showed him who I was. That really give the Bat family something to gripe about. Right. You not did what? Co- not Dad? some card that showed up. Also, aren't there cameras in Arkham Asylum that right. just peruse those hallways? Hey, everybody, check, take a look at this. Bruce Wayne is Batman right here. He's like <laughs> ringing all his buddies, his guard buddies over the monitor. I didn't understand that scene at all. I'm getting into my Court of Owls mode where I'm just yelling at the book, <laughs> right. but I, I did find it entertaining. <laughs> It's 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 enter- and it's entertaining as to like the Batman Joker adversarial stuff, and I guess the 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 bred mistrust among the Bat family, which wasn't really a storyline, but it was certainly uh, took pages from the from the arc. But I mean, it was like yeah, it was it's a solid. It's it's solid, and the and Scott Snyder does it, and he sells you know he sells the most books out of the new 52 like it there's a reason for that well that's weaving his magic consider the rest of the new 52 right now oh yeah you're right alleged alleged jonesy sorry sorry take it easy aquaman was pretty good yeah but i mean i i yell at certain parts of the book but i really enjoyed it and this is a book that easily you could give to people that are like trying to get into batman i mean like every batman volume from this title mm-hmm. you could give to people that want to get into Batman and that's it. Absolutely. But you know, I think plus it's the second time I read it. So I do have some gripes about it. Um, but I, I mean, I, I want to see like, I'm anxious to see, I mean the backups, how about the backups by jock? And, uh, I think he, I think Tinian might've helped on the backups here too, but I can't remember like the Harley Quinn Joker backup was really creepy where he oh, talks yeah. about how he's going to, like, screw up her face like his. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's and just into it. Good. She's going to let it happen. And then, she's like, fine. the last scene is her dressed as the Red Hood in that in that splash page. Like, that was gorgeous. That whole thing was well done. The you know, two-faced two two Riddler some stuff Some positive cool. things. Uh, let, me, let me say a few positives here before we wrap up. That way nobody thinks I hate the maestro because it's not possible. <laughs> Uh, I did still think those punches, uh, those cliffhanger-ish elements at the end of every issue still worked. Uh, I still got the feeling that this was a jump to a new uh, issue and you weren't sure where it was going to go. So uh, hats off to Scott Center because that's hard to do in a trade. 
It's really difficult to do, and you still, you know, I'm just flipping to the next page. What suspense could there be? But I still felt the the story supported those. So, uh, you know, Maestro, keep weaving it. Keep weaving it. Back to the dialogue changes. They changed, they removed a lot of dialogue from the Joker that insinuated, like, him being in love with Batman. Like, he called him Darling... He had a lot of kind of like innuendo-ish jokes that they cut out in the collected mm. version. Um, like, I'm, let me scroll through and see if I can find some. He called him Darling a lot. Um, there was one scene where they're fighting in the cave, and the original line was, well, at least you followed me outside to console me, pick my corsage off the ground, and talk and talk me back into your arm. And the replacement version was blowing out the candles, wrecking the hole, and, and then he's interrupted. So, like, they cut out a lot of that stuff for some reason. Wow. I, oh, I wonder it, why. There was, like, he, shh, don't be distracted, darling, and they cut out the darling. Um, there's the, the scene on the bridge where he, he should have been shot by the snipers a hundred times. Mm-hmm. He was saying, let's see, stops you in your tracks. It's that full of love and then stops you in your tracks, it's full of devotion. So it's really weird. Wow. Like, I don't understand. Like, I kind of, maybe, oh, they, they took out the line where he said, I, I so love it when you talk dirty, and they replaced it with, get angry. I wonder why. Did, were there maybe maybe they, Maybe eventually they just thought that maybe the kind of pseudo love was on too thick, and they wanted to remove a little bit of it. I don't know. But, it, I mean, like... It, it kind it of works. It, 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 it didn't work. And I yeah. think what I didn't catch is one issue started out with this long Scott Snyder speech about the pupils and the eye. And it ended oh, with yeah. him walking into Arkham Asylum and explaining that what he did see, or at least how I interpret it, was what he did see in his pupils was love. Like hmm. that was the last hmm. word of the issue. And he just, he explains like how his pupils dilated. And that's what it means that he saw love, which was creepy. That is creepy. That's a very Joker, though. And how creative is Scott Snyder going to have to get when he wants to draw a or write a Mr. Freezer Clayface story when he lays them out, lays everybody out in two panels? <laughs> oh, Mr. Yeah. Freeze taking care of in two panels. He drops Clayface. a little red. He puts a little red button on Mr. Freeze. Boom, done. He just ruined himself for another six issue arc that involving Mr. Freeze. Well, he broke Clayface's clay arm and like without even looking at him. He just like bee slapped him off and down the stairs. <laughs> right. Done. Well, there actually was a Clayface issue, I think, right after this. They did like a Clayface two parter. And it wasn't one of my favorite Scott Snyder issues because there was like this weird explanation where Clayface showed up as Bruce Wayne was robbing banks. And that was the first time that um, Gordon said the zero year line that I make fun of all the time. <laughs> Can we have it again real quick? No, maybe in the fireside. But um, the explanation was guy. like. He did some kind of weird thing where Damien was locked up and the only DNA that could like open the door was Bruce Wayne's because Clayface said that Batman was Bruce Wayne. And then, so Batman, like, I don't know what happened. He did something with his DNA to open the door, but then Batman's like, he pulled off this like little fake skin off his mouth and he's like, oh yeah, this is Bruce Wayne's fake skin that I put on my face to get him out of there. <laughs> or And then like Clayface was like yelling at Batman about Damien dying and like Batman was freaking out and in public, like why would Batman freak out about this boy dying that nobody knows about? It was, it was really weird. 
Right. I mean, and because because in here they're like sit, him and Nightwing are sitting in the car together, and they got to refer to Bruce Wayne's third person. Mm-hmm. And, and Nightwing's like, "Come on, come on, Bruce, just out with it. Well, you're Bruce, I'm Dick. Let's just have a conversation." Oh yeah, enough with the code, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, well, I found it over at uh, Bruce Wayne's mansion. Uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne's <laughs> butler has been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> come on, it's Alfred, Bruce. There's nobody here. He makes the best tea. We need to rescue him. <laughs> uh, Mister Pennyworth, not uh, not Alfred. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't know him. Yeah, we don't know him. He's Mr. Pennyworth as far as we're concerned. Death of the family. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at paper keg dot com you shoot us a letter we might read it on the era our uh, letter this week uh, comes to us uh, from new but fast friend of the show uh, Sean Miller you'll, you'll know him as under anchor on the twitter if I can ever get my stuttering sudden stuttering under control uh, sudden he, uh, he, <laughs> he writes uh, with rising expenses on the horizon, it looks like I'll have to cut back on the comic spending. That got me thinking, if you guys had to choose just one comic to pick up a month, which would it be? P.S. Somni for Sick. Life. Sick uh, Sean Miller. He just had a, a baby girl. Oh, congratulations. Uh, birthed into his family. Uh, congratulations, Papa. Good stuff, man. Yeah. New Papa, he's he's got other kids, but still. And also, uh, by the way, real quick, while you guys are thinking, yeah, uh, his comic, the original, his uh, trade dress was starting to be revealed. Paolo Rivera doing his what? trade dress for that book. Holy crap! Arrived, he has stunning. It's mm. a big deal. I wonder what kind of pull quotes. I can give him inappropriate pull quotes. Uh, pull quotes. I can't even. Now I'm done. I'll talk oh to you later. Yeah, might as well. You what? <laughs> I'm gonna just go lay down. Rest those feet and add some salt and uh, <laughs> get them ready for tomorrow's. I need some tongs to uh, pull the probably layers already off. Has, he probably has like a clothesline in his kitchen of socks already <laughs> soaked in Epsom salt. He just mm-hmm. drapes drapes those on his little pig, piggies at the end of the night. My t- He's, he probably looks like the uh, the beginning. Mi- beginning slash middle of cocktail when Brian Flanagan's uh, <laughs> sk- wringing out his sweat-soaked socks from his first night working at the bar. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. How many times a night do you turn on cocktail? I'm and not fall leaving until I get my Cuba Libra. Is that on Amazon streaming? Is that on Netflix? It's got to be. It should be. You know, one of the most horrifying moments over the past week was Fright Night being available on Crackle. On my Apple oh, TV, man. and it wouldn't stream. I kept getting <laughs> network problems. I was horrified. Oh, All I wanted to do was watch the dance club scene of that movie on loop, and I couldn't. Oh, man. Sounds like a nightmare scenario. It was a nightmare mouth. What book would you, if you had to choose one book, Dale? Hmm. I would go, without a doubt, The Amazing Spider-Man. What? 
or whatever current, you know, if it was superior at the time, it would definitely be a Spider-Man title. Dan Slott, you would get my one book a month. Or does that count? I mean, that's three, four times a month. Did you book. read number one? Yeah. I, yeah, I did. What did you think? I liked it. Hmm. I liked it. A lot of setup, but he I mean, hmm. he's got a heck of a mess to clean up, you know? Hmm. Heck of a mess. I didn't read. I read maybe half of the backups. I didn't need. I didn't need all that. Did you get um, Five Learning to book. Crawl that came out yesterday? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I did not read that yet, though. Let me think of some other books that you might not have read that I can just rattle off <laughs> and waste time. <laughs> I can guarantee is pretty much. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. He's doing God knows what. Uh, Letter what forty-four. Is your, what is your? Ooh, I just answered for him. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, it would definitely be a Marvel Now title as I crack my voice. I I might go with a, a safe pick and say Daredevil by Mark Wade and Chris. Oh Lee. my God, yes. Safe. It's in your wheelhouse, Jonesy. I mean, it you, is. You probably couldn't live without that. In the hub of the, of the wheelhouse. Yeah. Obviously, my book is Fear Agent. They're re-releasing it in print, so like, <laughs> that can that can be my answer. Until the day I die. Wouldn't it be great if we did a book club episode on Fear Agent? Oh my god. Wouldn't it be, be great? great? We'd have to probably split that up into two episodes, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, like maybe do Four one total hours. Maybe do like one library edition for one app and then do a second one for the next episode. <sighs> that would be something. That would be something else if uh, we went ahead and did that. Black science. Mm. Mm-hmm. Rick. You know, he makes me feel things that I want to keep feeling late at night as I read over and over again. You guys punk rock, Slim. I know. I can feel it in my heart. Mm-hmm. Me and Rick. 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 <laughs> it's me. Dad <laughs> <At> Slim. <laughs> uh, what a show. Do we have Good any stuff. other That's it. What a show. My word. Great show. Death of the Family. Could be the death of us. You know, that book club right there. Let's be honest here. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be entertaining at least, if if only for the uh, interspersed cuts of Jonesy's feet and my feet, coincidentally. <laughs> Listen. Guys, listening. I can't recommend two socks enough what's your if brand you, of sock if you only get uh one thing out of this episode it's a wear two pairs of socks uh i'm currently wearing the dr shoals support <laughs> socks uh with a <laughs> those are probably like 30 dollars a pair no you know? no you can get on amazon for a deal and then the outer sock is just a you know a classic starter ankle sock for just some support you gotta Sounds get like- a Sounds like Jonesy's varicose vein free right now. <laughs> Can't grow him. Not with this combination. Can't grow varicose phenom. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. We'll see everybody next week. Two sock dot. They call me.
There we go. That's it. That's it. Jonesy's tweeting live during recording again. To tape. Yet again. Varicose loves beer. (laughs) It's the two pairs that allows me to do it, to multitask. Now, I got to tell you, you know, if I've ever dressed for, uh, you know, going outside in the winter, you know, once you throw on that second pair of socks, your foot feels so constricted. You're t- you could you can't even question, wiggle your toes. Question number one: uh, When the snow gets in the boot, uh, are your feet cold? Well, that's second pair of socks. <laughs> are they? I guess not. Jonesy. Are they tails? Second your, question: Your feet second become question. immobile when you're wearing two pairs of socks. I've I done know. it before. It's horrible. Exactly. Untrue. Thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. Maybe three, if you're a street runner, you got to wear one pair. Some thin stocking-like socks, so your sopping foot sweat can splash out the side of your running shoes. God, if anyone has oh a, God. if anyone on this show has like a foot anti-foot fetish, they've deleted this podcast <laughs> from their phone and thrown their phone in the toilet immediately. I just tough acted tenacted right here live on air, just <laughs> thinking about tenacted. You wear three socks longer than a period of like forty minutes. You're medically dead. There's no returning from that. Well, no one, no, nobody wears three pairs of socks. Why is the why is the line between two and three so? It's ludicrous. Huge, because that's just overkill. Now you're taking now you're taking something great and you're just making fun <laughs> of it <laughs> by adding the third layer. I'm just. This in, has been handed down from generation to generation, right? From cat gut to Hanes <laughs> cotton, Jonesy's <laughs> feet. Uh, Nicknamed Indian Sweat Lodges. <laughs> <laughs> Where's two socks is what I was named by the Cherokee tribe that made uh, Dale's shoes. Fre- exactly. Fresh over the wire on the Twitter. Rebecca Gordon, friend of the show. Gotta say, though, Jonesy, hearing about that two pairs equals closest I've come to quitting the show forever. There you go. Not she coincidentally. Eats her own poop. Jonesy. Yeah, not coincidentally. The, Wait, the same she could person withstand. that Jonesy told to eat their own ass and die. Cacophony. 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 Oh, man. Okay. I blame it's her. A, you know, it's okay. If you leave the show for that, maybe there's somebody out there that I saved. For every one person I turn away. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Probably just, uh, she's probably standing up in a bucket pouring bleach in that bucket right now. <laughs> Bare feet. <laughs> I'm just so intrigued. I want to take more vacations with Jonesy to find out what else, what <laughs> kind of unlayering we can do to find out about Jonesy that will just shock us even more. <laughs> can we at that point? I mean, we've known each other too long. Well, we've gone, we have another vacation to have in September. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's that, golden that one has embargo. Golden embargo feet talk. <laughs> if we embargo. could get... If we could turn Jonesy's methods into like a technical manual and then have like Norm Abrams read the manual or visualize it somehow in uh, the new Yankee Jonesy foot shop. I mean, Norm Abrams doing something, the way he talks about biscuits and dowels, if you just tr- transfer that into footwear. You could call software. a foot a biscuit. I think the, bu- yeah. the dowel, you could be, you know... That works. The new Jonesy, <laughs> the new Yankee Jonesy foot shop. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get the memes ready. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Let me get my gimp out. 
Jonesy's uh. feet, after removing two pairs of socks, probably look like Jonesy Joker's face. Shriveled tomatoes, to, like, but pruned, uncomfortable. Pruned nightmare layer. feet. <laughs> nightmare feet. Variant. But David Finch. <laughs>